Welcome to Blind Hog and Acorn. I'm Mary Jane. And I'm the Blind Hog. And we're driving to town. Wow. Over the hills and far away At the break of dawn There's a place you can always stay With Blind Hog and Acorn. It's an overcast day again. Well, it's just cold. It's not too bad, but it's it's 40. Well, the car says it's 39. Well, I, that's close. Yeah. And tell me, Blind Hog, why are we going to town? Well, it's just fun to go to town, and it is Saturday, so everybody's supposed to go to town on Saturday. <laughs> Is it market day? Yeah, well, I guess we need to go get some sugar and flour and all those staples. Well, actually, we're going to Lowe's. Yeah, boy. Take advantage of your 10% discount. That's right, and they got a, they got a thing where we're going to buy. Mary Jane wants to buy an air compressor. And it's already $70 off. Can't beat that. Oh, man, that's great. But, but you know, you got to spend money to save money. That's right. That's that's the that's the American way. Well, you want to tell people why we're getting an air compressor when we already have a big two-stage number? Well, we're getting a portable air compressor that puts out it puts out enough air, but uh, the Akron got kind of crazy this last week and bought a MIG welder and a plasma cutter. And I'm so excited! The plasma cutter needs a air supply, so we've got the big one, but in case we want to go down in the workshop, another an older building where we've got a welder down there, and we need a portable, we need a smaller compressor. So that's why we're going. But we need one that's big enough to put out enough air for the plasma cutter. Yeah, I've got an old portable one that Mary, that Mary Jane bought years ago from one of the nurses she worked with, her husband. And it works. I finally got it going again. But it, And it'll go up above 100 pounds, but it wouldn't stay there very long. And it'd be running constantly. So This one's not that expensive, so we're going to go get one. And, and a few other electrical components. Get it wired in. I guess she'll be. I'm gonna be welding and plasma cutting and I'm gonna practice and I'll get so good I can write my name in the sheet metal. Watch out Rosie the Riveter. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had looked at um, other things to weld stainless and aluminum and luckily you've got a setup already that you just needed different rods. I can weld uh, stainless with it with the uh, ACDC arc welder. But the aluminum will just yeah, pass. We're, we're kind right of now. out of luck because you need argon 
cover gas and we're trying to get away from that. Actually, the welder we're getting is what they call a wire feed cool. um, welder. It's not a true MIG. It's got a it's got a core. The wire has a flux core. Flux core in it. Yeah. So, so the flux core wire doesn't need a cover gas, and so we can zap weld to our heart's content. It welds up to a quarter inch, and we don't need anything more than that. If we do, I've got that big arc welder. That's right. It'd probably weld a tank if we had to. Well, you've welded on the big tractor on the front end loader, and that plate is pretty darn thick. Yeah, I did. That's the one they cut off. <laughs> <laughs> Had a grapple made for it. Didn't really work that great, but they cut my added addition that I'd welded on there. I'd welded on a, a piece so that I could always hook a chain to it if I was trying to pull a tree or pull in a log or something. I had that fixture right in the middle and it would do that. I welded it on with a pretty big plate that I had. I had some big angle iron that was probably three by three by six inches, and it was probably about three-eighths thick, so it was pretty heavy. So I'd done that with my arc welder, but we're past that now. We're going to be doing Small fun stuff. little projects. Number one being the garden fence. Yeah, she's been thinking about that for a long time. Well, down in Arkansas at Crystal Bridges Museum of American Art, thank you, Ms. Walton, um, they've got a piece there by Jim Dine called Garden Gate. It's really nice. It's, it's welded up with all these different screwdrivers and pliers and all kinds of garden implements and then painted with bright colors. But all the miscellaneous tools and artifacts are welded onto like a steel cast iron fence frame. or something. Frame. Yeah. yeah. And I've been thinking about that for a very long time. So last year we got some horse panels, which are two by four opening welded wire panels, and they're four foot tall and 16 foot long. Cut them up into four foot sections because, of course, the front of the garden where this fence is going to be is on a hill. So we've stepped it down and we've already got them in place, but they're just wired in temporarily. And what we'll do is take a panel off and put a temporary one up so the geese don't get loose. Take the panel over to the rock shop, set it up, throw a bunch of found objects on it, and then just start welding. And we've got a lot of found objects. Yes, we You'd do. You'd be amazed at how many pieces of old pieces of steel scrap and stuff that came off of tractors. We probably got 30 or 40 horseshoes, probably off of mules, that we find all the time around the guard, I mean, around the farm. So that's what we're going to, we've even got the top part of a drum and 
it's amazing all the stuff we've got. So we've got that big um, pull mower hay cutter thing, the ground drive hay cutter with the you know sickle blades. Oh, and then we've got all those eight foot sickle bars. Yeah, we've got two or three of those old sickle bars. So I'll be able to cut them up in a couple pieces. But oh, got my first stop. But what I've got to figure out is if I want to set my objects in like an arrangement or I, do I just want them to be all helter-skelter all over the place? Or do I want to make them look like they're growing? Like have some upright things and round things up on top to give evoke the feeling of flora. Well, you people should already tell by what she's talking about the way she's going to go. <laughs> she's She doesn't do stuff random. Well, she does sometimes. She leaves stuff laying around random. But uh, she thinks stuff out pretty much. You know? I think she'll plan it all out. She's already thinking about colors. Well, I've already got the colors. And you know my love of secondary triadics. I, I guess. Nod your head yes. <laughs> Yes, I like secondary triadics. Everybody can realize that I'm nodding my head. Nod, not <laughs> yes, because I, I like the purple, greens, and oranges. Yes. Which is a very bizarre color scheme, but somehow I just find comfort in it. Sounds like outside to me. Well, anyway, so I've already got multiple cans of Krylon spray paint for these and I was thinking oh acorn how are you gonna paint all these things after you get them welded on I'm gonna grab an old sheet and just kind of lay it around the object and just spray paint on top of it I'm not gonna get worry about getting down on the edges real good a second traffic light he well, ran look at him he just ran the red light well he's, he's He's in a pickup truck. He don't have to stop. <sighs> Dang. Well, it's a good thing mm. the cross traffic hadn't started. I don't even know if he knew he ran that red light. Or cared. <laughs> <laughs> but what are some things that Jim Dine is famous for besides bathrobes? Well, he did those things. He painted a lot of different objects that he uh, applied to canvases like the bathrobes. This is the first thing I've seen like this. They 3D used, uh, kinda? Well, I missed everything's 3D if you even think of a well, bathrobe put on the canvas. But he, uh, he had originally started out going to school up at Ohio University where I went to graduate school. There were some tales about him from up there before he transferred. He ended up and graduated, I think, from Yale and just made it. Unusual person, but most people that make it in high-end art are probably unusual. But his stuff is really unusual, and that's one of the nicer pieces. I don't, it's unbelievable all the different wrenches and things that he's placed and put on there. Yeah. 
So that's what we're going to try to do with our new little welder and the plasma cutter. The plasma cutter is, they're really nice. They pull an arc and then right after the arc strikes, you use high pressure air that comes in behind it and it blows the metal out of the cutting hole that you're cutting and just melts real, it and blows it away. Makes a real smooth cut. Pretty, pretty smooth cut compared to a lot of people may know about oxyacetylene torches with a cutter on them and some of them can get pretty rough if you don't get the gas and oxygen set just right or the tip so this thing is going to it was reasonable and it, I think it's going to be great I've, I've used a much bigger one than we had when I was in teaching at university well I have not done welding since I was in undergraduate and the idea of oxyacetylene it's like yeah I could but um, and then there's your stick welder and that's another option but this little MIG welder with the wire feet plus the handle is so lightweight, it's about the same as using a garden hose with the spray tip trigger, you know? That's kind of what it reminds me of. And you depress the trigger and the wire feeds through the long eight foot cord, cord yeah. hose and there out you the go. Tip and out the tip. Strikes an arc go. and melts. Melts that two flux coated wire. Melts those two different pieces of metal together. Oh, I'm so excited. I think it's going to look really good, don't you? I'm sure it will, darling. You're oh, a good welder. You will be. <laughs> I will. I'm selling. You know, I remember that one. And, you know, when I was teaching, I remember students were real leery about oxyacetylene because they'd get the tips too close to the metal and it would pop and there would be sparks flying around and we'd say okay you need to tie your hair back don't have any rough fringes on your trousers and things and wear cotton wear cotton yeah. it's about the only time you know i'm such a wool person now that uh you only really other than leather um cotton and leather is what you want to have on you don't want any polyester or nylon, something that'll melt. And I've Ouch. got a le I've got a leather welding jacket that's just right for the acre. I know. Although I tried I, it on and took it away from you. Actually, what I did was I put it on my dress form because I want to see if it might work out that I can take the collar off and turn the jacket around and put it on backwards. You could. I've so, seen people do that. So with, uh, it's like a, a smock thing. And some I, of them are made, made that way. As a matter of fact, the, the jackets that you use when you're uh, pouring cast bronze and uh -huh, aluminum uh -huh. are made that way. Oh. You put your hands into the arms and then the, the face at the front of it is solid. So it's more and like... And then you pull it around behind and tie it off like you're... Well, uh, there with, you go. It's a lot like an apron, like like being in the uh, insane asylum and they're tying that thing around behind your neck. Mm -hmm. 
behind your back. Mm. I would <laughs> I wouldn't know about that. Well, me neither, but I've seen pictures. <sighs> but anyway, so I I've, I've got it on the dress form. I'm going to see if it might fit and work a little better backwards. And I've got some stuff I can use to make a crisscross thing in the back. And we can mark a we can mark something on it says front and back. I don't think we'll need to do that. <laughs> You would if it was mine. <laughs> Big letters, too. You don't tell me blind hog for nothing. But do you think you're going to be able to use this welder pretty good? Oh, I think so. It's just like you're saying, you know, it's, it's lightweight. And I've used a MIG before, and that was real easy. So this is the same thing. It's just a, the cord melts inside of the, inside of the wire. Where a regular MIG, it comes out and you've got a cover gas, either CO2 or argon or a mixture of them. And that cover gas is what covers it up. And it actually keeps that well from oxidizing and uh, getting so much uh, splatter and stuff out of it. So. Okay, I've got a question for you. I was reading the directions for the plasma cutter and it said to hook it up to an air compressor or a tank of nitrogen. So I'm wondering if cutting a different metal, if the nitrogen might work better if you were, I don't know. If you've got a tank of nitrogen laying around, who would do that? I, I well, but. The doctor? <laughs> I was like, nitrogen? Really? Well, huh. it probably doesn't really... Well, it's non-combustible. It yeah, it's non-combustible, and it'd be pressurized, and so they would they give you the force to knock the thing out. And it, like you say, it wouldn't oxidize. But I didn't know if, like, for cutting stainless or certain things, if it might behoove one to have an inert gas. I don't, uh, I don't think so. It'd be no way, you know, it'd be the only one you could use. I mean, it'd be pretty expensive to start using argon. You'd have to have some way you can control it and get it into the wire. Yeah. That you're into the hose that's feeding into the the back of the unit there. Yeah. And it says it's made for stainless or bronze or copper or aluminum steel so I, this, all those materials are are electrical so you you can get an arc out of them when you and then the and the high pressure air just blows the uh, melted metal out of it so that's all you really need the dross yeah i look i saw that word in there dross see, see now this tells me a lot this tells you a lot about Mary Jane, she reads the directions. Yeah. <laughs> None of us guys read directions until it, until it craps out or something happens to it, and then you have to look up something. <laughs> Last resort. Well, we'll get our trip to the big city done. We got our hay chores done. Yeah, we put out, well, we put out two bales. One for the goats, one for the cows. Separated some of it out for uh, the boy goats. 
and then another one, smaller one for the cows, and then for the other goats up in the goat barn. Yeah, we fed the dairy goats, got their hay feeder heaped up. Yeah, that all take care of them for a while. That doesn't move. You better watch who's what's happening up Well, it's because they're all really gaining weight. It looks like T minus fourteen days. Ah, well, that's why they're chowing down so strong. Yeah, they they got some growing growing youngins, and uh, I applied to the American Dairy Goat Association, and because of colloquialisms, we were denied having the herd name Steel Meadow, because somebody already has Still Meadow, and they thought it would be too confusing, which... I call bullshit. Well, there's a lot of difference between S-T-E-E-L, meadow, all in one word, and S-T-I-L-L, space, meadow. <laughs> I know, but they made their decision. They were not going to go back on it, so they told me to pick a couple other names, and I went with Mary Janes. I think that's, that's the correct thing. So, I've got one dairy doling that I'm going to go ahead and register. So that'll be Mary Jane's Brunhilder. Oh, well. Oh, one of the Valkyries. I'll tell you what, it'd be hard to pronounce that. Mm. Uh, we can just call her Hilda. That sounds better for me. Um, if Callie has kid, well, Callie's going to have kids this year. I'm, I know she's going to do it. Um, her kids will be 100% alpine. And the ones from Erd, Verdandi, and Skuld are going to be experimentals because they're going to be um, crossbreeds, alpine and Nubian. So, uh, if I get a buck from Cali, an all-alpine buck, I may think about holding them for a year or two. We'll see. There she is, wheeling and dealing again. And <laughs> all the kids from now on will be named Mary Janes, blah, blah, blah. So, I don't know. We'll see. That's appropriate. Yeah. That's appropriate. That's better than some off-remark name. Well, you know, we got some of the girls from Terrell Creek, the triplets, Terrell Creek, Erd, Skuld, and Verdandi, named after the Norse fates. And then we've got Callie. I forget her prefix. I don't think it's bright and beautiful, but it might be. I think it was from one of her sister's herds, and it's got a different herd prefix on it, and I don't know. But anyway, that's my plan. PLN, plan. A, a, a PLN, yeah. yeah. And we're just driving, going through another town. Almost to the big city. Hmm. Well, it's 
still pretty cloudy. I guess that. But that that Rogersville cops way out here. That's not being very nice. I know. Usually it sets up up here right before you go across the bridge. Well, he's not. He was pulled over on the shoulder, and he hadn't turned any lights on or anything. Not that I would be driving above the speed limit. No, oh, no. It's 60 and it says 64 on your... Well, it just now dropped to 60 and I've got to speed up a little bit so I can get over in the correct lane here. So, there you go. I'll drop back down to the correct speed limit. No, you won't. Yeah. I've been around you too long. Oh, don't be telling tales on me. Fast and furious. Or maybe just furious. <laughs> so we'll get the air compressor. We'll get some receptacle boxes. You've already got the 30 amp receptacles. 20 amp receptacles. 20 amp receptacles. 20 amp receptacles. That's big enough. That be. And we got to get a. And I've got. I've got some enough 10 gauge wire if I want to run that around. Sweet. There. So we've got that. Not that I might not look at a roll of wire. You know me. I like to have rolls of. I've got a, about a half a roll or more of 12 2 with ground. And I've got. Do we have more in the old goat barn that could be taken down? all that crisscrossy stuff or did we already take that down? I think we took most of it down. Okay. They may have a couple of pieces in there. I thought I we... I think I took I, some of it down because I didn't want it to get in the way. I think you did take it down already. Alright, so that... We just got two receptacles. Well, I tell you what, but that 12-2 that wire head is expensive. Yeah, I'm afraid everything is, especially copper. Jeez. <laughs> I think that's expensive thing about buying a roll of 10 2 ground. Well, do we if need. You get the same weight, how, you just don't get as much weight. Well, you think it like a 50 foot roll or 100? No, that comes in 250 feet. Ooh. I don't buy any 50 foots and 100 is good crazy. I know, what are we going to do? Sissy. With... <laughs> <laughs> need a 250 foot roll so you don't ever run out. That's true. And, you know, we always keep finding stuff to run another cord to. That's that's for sure. Unfortunately. That's the way. It's how, it's how the owl do. I guess. I was looking at our, I was looking at our big breaker box of it. They just checking. We do we have, have a, any spaces we've left? We've got a little bit, not a whole lot. <laughs> not, got just a little. <laughs> Since we pulled that one big one to go down to the other guest house. Then we've got our, you know, the geothermal units on it. Uh, Hot tub. The, the, the big freezer. Double units and stuff, you know. Yeah. Take up a little more space, but there's enough in there. But there's enough room for a single pole 30? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. But four or five or six of them, I guess. Good. We don't need but one. That'll be good. Just one. What else have we done this week? Uh, just regular 
regular chores. It doesn't sound like much fun, does it? No. And I'm going to get caught by all three traffic lights today. Well, that's all right. I tell you what, that doesn't happen very often. No, I'm, I'm kind of ashamed of you. drive faster. Must have been that cop back there and slowed you down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't need any donations to the local communities. No. No, we don't. But... Oh, you know what? What recipe do I need to put on the website this weekend? Well, did you, did you did you put that one that I'm working on right now? The gooey cake? Yeah. No. Oh, you ought to put that on there then. Oh, you think so? Yeah. It it you know it it takes 13 minutes to bake. Well, you know, it uh, you can call it gooey cake, but it's actually like a brownie in a way. You know, it really is like a brownie. In With, fact. Uh, Especially when you put that crumb crust crust bottom in it. Actually, that crust is some of the ground up ginger snaps from the recipe I posted last week. Yeah, I know. That's, so yeah, that stuff's great. And those little gingerbread, they almost came out kind of like gingerbready graham crackers. Yeah. Because I used the whole wheat flour and. Uh, They're adequate. I've done all right. <laughs> I think so. Well, um, I couldn't remember. I think we might have forgotten to read our Bob Ross inspiration last week. Yeah, I think you did last week. I did? Yep. Okay, well, I need you to read the Bob Ross inspiration for this week. Well, you're putting a lot of pressure on me. All right, everybody, here goes. Little drum roll. Drum roll. That may be the true joy of painting. When you share it with other people, I really believe that's the true joy. Bob Ross. So, sharing our paintings with others and driving onto the rumble strip that's just, right, just for to, fun. Just to give us a little vibration. Ah, the Probert strip. <laughs> that's going to do it. Well, you don't tell them what the recipe is going to be. You just put it on there. Right? I am. I'm going to. Well, it is. Basically, it's a... Uh, Isn't it from Iceland? It is. It's from my Nordic cookbook, Magnus Nilsson. Uh, you All can't beat those, that. Oh, no. So, and you know what I've actually been thinking of in addition? I've been thinking about making the overnight baked bread. Oh, okay. Wouldn't a little loaf of that be really good? Well, just a loaf be fine with me. No, well, I still have to <laughs> make you some sourdough tomorrow, but if I make one of those little loaves, the 4x4x8 four by four by yep. with the slidey top of bread pan, uh -huh. and make that overnight brown bread, ooh, baby, I could have that with some toast. Well... Toast. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that'd be Maybe good. a little honey. 
honey would be good. Actually, orange marmalade would be yeah, perfect. But I don't even know if I got any marmalade. I don't think I do. But I've got enough other jams and stuff oh, that I've put up. Ooh, you know, I've got that cranberry relish that I canned. And it's got enough orange bits in it. It might do. Probably would for mm. you, darling. Making me hungry. Strange taste. Alrighty. Well, we're getting close to the big city. I see the water tank on the edge of town. I need to focus on driving. Y'all take care. Good day. Take care. This is the Blind Hog cashing in. <laughs> Bye.